The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Now look at your neighbor and say you have authority. No, you didn't say it loud enough. Say you have authority. Hallelujah. Authority. Remember, we started looking at the subject of authority last week, and we explained what scepter meant. We said scepter in scripture, all right, speaks to authority. So I'm not even going to waste time trying to lay groundwork. I'm just going to go right to today's sermon. So today we are going to be looking at authority against devils and infirmities. Authority against devils and infirmities. Now, you find that when you look at scripture, Jesus two times in connection to devils, evil spirit, and infirmities, we find that he uses authority to tread. He gives his disciples authority to tread. Then you now see he gave his disciples authority against. We're going to get that. Authority to tread and authority against. Showing you that when the subject of authority is being taught, you cannot teach it without the understanding that there is an opposition that you are going to go against. Are you following? All right. You cannot teach the subject of authority without an understanding that there is an opposition that you are going against. Hallelujah. So let's first define authority again. Authority is the right to exercise dominion over a domain. Authority is the right to exercise dominion over a domain. All right? That's what authority is. It is the right to exercise dominion over a domain. It is a right tied to an office. It is a right tied to an office. So we cannot discuss authority without discussing rank. We cannot discuss authority without discussing an office. Hallelujah. Are you paying attention? We cannot discuss authority without discussing the rank, and we cannot discuss authority without discussing an office. Hallelujah. So, for example, everybody look at me. Where you see a person comes to tell you, I am a soldier in the army, right? Now, you say, well, that's impressive. Is that correct? But if the person comes and tells you, I am a general in the army, you know that that rank comes with a greater level of authority than, let's say, a private in an army. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? Which means his office speaks to the authority that he has. Praise God. All right, it means his office speaks to the authority that he has. So the higher his office, the higher his what? His authority. Glory to God. So every office has a rank. So now the question we now need to ask is, what rank does Jesus have? Glory to God. All right. What office does he sit in? Let's examine that. Look at Matthew chapter number 28 and verse 18. Matthew 28 and verse 18. Hallelujah. I heard that you guys over here in Lekki have been having issues with um, fuel and light. I didn't know the rich also Christ. Praise the Lord. I mean, my area was all good. Amen. I know what you're talking about. You, see, you, should, you guys should come and live over there in Goshen. Glory to God. <laughs> so when went to share what I was talking about. No light. Oh, her husband has gone to get somewhere. I looked around. I'm like, oh, we got light. Glory to God. And I looked at my cat. We got fuel. I even went outside my street and I looked around. They're selling fuel. We're good. Amen. Oh, so sad. The rich also cry. Amen. Amen. Was it that I was talking about eco-electricity? E- e- I was like, we use the carriage electric. We're good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew chapter number 28, verse 18. He said, and Jesus came and spake unto them. Jesus came and spake unto them. Everybody read one to go. Saying, all what? All what? Power is given unto me where? In heaven and where? Everybody say all power. Now, that word power there is authority. So, Jesus is saying, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Hallelujah. All authority in heaven and the earth has been given to Jesus. Now, why was all authority given to Jesus? All authority was given to Jesus because Jesus conquered the devil. 
Jesus conquered sin and Jesus conquered death. Everybody say with me, Jesus conquered the devil. Jesus conquered sin and Jesus conquered death. Let's say it again. Jesus conquered the devil. Jesus conquered sin and Jesus conquered death. Look at Hebrews chapter number 2 and 14. Hebrews 2 and verse 14 into 15. Because when Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, it means that there was a time he didn't have it. Hallelujah. Because you see, Jesus, all right, received all authority in heaven and earth as a man. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 tells us that there is one mediator between God and man, even himself man, Jesus Christ. So Jesus did all he did on the earth as a what? As a man. He didn't do it as God. No, he did it as man. If he did it as God, it would be cheating. Amen. I said amen. It would be cheating. He did it as man. Hallelujah. Now look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. What does he say? Uh, for as much then as the children are what? Partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of what? The same. Everybody read that part, next part. That through what? Death. He might what? It might what? Destroy him that had the power of death. That is what? The devil. So that means he destroys. Now the word destroy there does not mean to uh, annihilate. Alright. The word destroy there means to neutralize. Glory to God. Jesus, by death, neutralized the devil. Hallelujah. So by neutralizing the devil, glory to God, he has authority over him. By neutralizing the devil, glory to God, by conquering the devil, glory to God, Jesus got authority over him. Now, what authority did Jesus take from the devil? Look at what he says here. In 14, read it again. He says, for as much as the children... And partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through what? That through what? Death. He might destroy him that had the power of death. So what power did the devil have? The power of what? The power of what? Death. He said that he might destroy him that had. Him that had. Which means the devil no longer has it. Notice. Him that had. The power of death, that is the devil. Look at verse 15, everybody read. It now says, and deliver what? Them. Who through what? Fear of what? Death, where all their lifetime subject to what? Bondage. So he said, and deliver them. So who are the them he delivered? Look at them and say, that's me and you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus was given all authority because he conquered the devil. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The next thing we see, alright, is that Jesus, by his death and his blood, alright, dealt with the sin problem. Look at Ephesians chapter number 1. We're going to read three verses. He dealt with the sin problem. And because he dealt with the sin problem, he has all authority. Jesus fought all, all, everybody that he needed to fight because of you. Right now, he's got nobody to fight. So he's resting. So that's why the Bible said he's seated at God's right hand. Hallelujah. Scripturally, when you sit, it means you are done. Glory to God. When you sit, it means you are done. Hallelujah. And the funny thing is that the Bible makes us understand that we are seated where he's seated. Glory to God. So we don't need to fight the battle he fought. We don't need to run the race he ran. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We sit and we rest in all he has done. We, see, Christianity is so amazing. Christianity is easy when you understand what it is. Christianity is not fighting the devil. Christianity is realizing the devil has been defeated and resting in the victory Jesus Christ has made available to you. Hallelujah. So whenever you are praying, hallelujah, and you are trying to these circumstances, you are not praying to overcome the devil. No, sir. You are praying, bringing the devil to the remembrance that he has been defeated. So you say, according to Calvary chapter 2000, hallelujah, verse Jesus Christ, glory to God, amen, 
when he hung on that cross, hallelujah, and he was buried, and he rose from the dead, Satan, you lost. So every agenda, plan, and purpose you have on my life cannot stand. Because when Jesus died, Satan, you lost. You lost all your authority. You lost all your say over my own life. So we rest in what Jesus has done. That's why our fight is a fight of faith, not a fight of blues. Hallelujah. I remember I saw a video. Some folks were in the church. And as they were in the church, the pastor told them to bring their weapons of warfare. And some women brought brooms. And some women brought cutlasses. And, and the pastor himself was carrying a gun. Hallelujah. He said it was war against demoniacal forces. And they began to pray, I cut you down. And the pastor was doing as a mimicking shooting. You understand? Then some folks, when they're praying, they mimic machine guns. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Glory to God. They are not carnal. Amen? They are not carnal. It's words. It's a fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. Look at them and say, it's a fight of faith. Again, say, it's a fight of faith. Hallelujah. Listen, before I continue, everybody listen to me. If you know how to use words in this life, you have won. Words. If you know how to use words, words. Because in the realm of the spirit, battles are lost and won on the basis of what is said. Battles are won and lost on the basis of what is said. The Bible causes in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word, which is the word of God. That expression, word of God is Rema. Rema means that which is said. So when you speak God's word, you are releasing his word. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of what? Of the tongue. It says, a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his lips. So that means, if you know how to use words, if you know how to talk right, if you know how to align your words with what God has said about you and what God has said about that situation, you would win. Hallelujah. So look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. What does he say? He, say? he said, in whom we have what? Redemption. Through what? His blood. Even the what? Forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1 7. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood. Even the what? The forgiveness of sins. So that means the blood of Jesus Christ got victory over sin. Glory to God. I said the blood of Jesus Christ got what? Victory over sin. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who himself bear our sins on, the, on his body on the tree, by whose stripes ye were he. So, that is victory over sin. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. Then how do we have, know that he had victory over death? Romans chapter number 8 verse 11. The Bible says, if that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? vitalize your mortal bodies. So we know that by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, Jesus conquered death. Amen. So he conquered sin. He conquered the devil. And he conquered what? Death. I forgot to add, if he conquered death, it means he conquered hell. Because while he was dead, he was where? In hell. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So all authority has been placed on Jesus. Look at Philippians chapter number 2. Remember our allegory. We said that the authority is tied to rank or office. The authority a man flows in is tied to his office. Amen. Amen. Don't worry, you are going to use your authority today because we are going to pray. Hallelujah. The Lord has showed it to me that do this, do this, do this. So, hallelujah. Yeah, try and get the message. How many of you listen to the message on angels this morning? First service, actually. How many of you listen to the message? Okay, you did. Okay. 
All right, try and listen to that message. I taught some very deep secrets and mysteries <laughs> in there. And I think it will bless you. One of these is we'll do angels for like, hallelujah. Philippians chapter number two. Amen. Are you there? Philippians 2 and verse 8. Say this with me. I will never have money problems. Say it again. I will never have money problems. I will never be broke in my life. Before I arrive at this situation, my needs are met. My needs are met. My needs are met. I receive the ministry of angels. The ministry of angels. Hallelujah. Do you know that the manna that the children of Israel ate in the wilderness was supplied by angels? The parting of the Red Sea, works of angels. All right. Elijah parting Jordan was the work of an angel. Elijah, when he fleed from Jezebel, when he was tired and he was in the desert, the Bible said an angel of the Lord brought him bread, cakes, and water for him to so cake and wine for him to drink. And he ate that food and it went on a journey 40 days. He wasn't tired. Listen to me. There is a ministry for angels for provision. Glory to God. Did you hear what I said? After Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says after a while he hungered. The devil came to tempt him. And after he conquered the devil in the temptation, the Bible says, next thing you see, and the angels of the Lord ministered to him. The angels of the Lord ministered to him. Same thing when Jesus, Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. All right. After he prayed three hours and he said, not my will, no God. The Bible says, an, an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord came and strengthened him. Came and strengthened him. It was by angel of the Lord that five loaves and two fishes were multiplied. Multiplied to feed 5,000. All right. 5,000 men. It was by the angel of the Lord that follows all right, is it four loaves now? Is it seven loaves and two fish or whatever? All right, another time Jesus did it, showing you that the multiplication of the bread was not a coincidence, it was by principle. The fact that it happened twice meant that this thing can be what? Done again and again and again. Glory to God. Your problem is not that you are in Nigeria. Nigeria is not your problem. Listen to me. Nigeria is not your problem. I know Nigeria has a lot of crazy leaders. Glory to God. But let me tell you something. In this country, you eat well. Did you hear what I said? This country, ah, you will eat well. We are, we are going to be here now. Amen. I'm not going anywhere. I'm only going to travel for preaching. But in this country, we eat well. Anybody that said they want to cause war here, hallelujah. And we won't allow them. If they are stubborn, they will excuse this, this earth for us. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, they will excuse us. They will excuse us because we, we, don't, want to, we don't want war. We are going to prosper in this country. Tell her, in this country, I will prosper. Say, uh, say it louder. In this country, I will prosper. You say, Pastor, are you preaching prosperity? All right, the prosperity gospel. No, the gospel is not prosperity. All right, the gospel is that Jesus died. Hallelujah. I am preaching prosperity because I know God wants you to prosper. Amen. I've looked about God and I've checked it well. I was like, how can a God wants the children to not be able to eat and drink? No, 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 that's not the kind of God we have, you understand? An enemy is the one that causes things like that. Glory to God. And he's an enemy we have authority over. Praise God. I said, praise God. God is not opposed to you being prosperous. What he's opposed to is, is for you being covetous. He doesn't want things to possess you. He doesn't want you to be led by things. He doesn't want you to be controlled by things. He wants you to be controlled by his spirit. Praise God. Now, Philippians chapter number 2 and verse 8. Glory to God. Now, it says, And being found in fashion as a man, he's talking about the incarnation, and being found in fashion as a man means that he was not always a man. He was found in fashion as a man. All right? He says, Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Nine. Everybody read one to go. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him, and given him what? A name, which is what? Above every name. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things where? Under the earth. Hold on. Look at it. He's saying that the name of Jesus, which is the authority of Jesus, has jurisdiction in three locations. He says, of things where? In heaven. That's angels. 
Then he says, and things were in the earth. Hallelujah. Then he says, and things were under the earth. That's hell. This is why we can raise the dead. We can raise the dead because the name of Jesus has what? jurisdiction under the earth. So everybody or anybody that what belongs under the earth, you can use the name of Jesus to summon them. Hallelujah. It is why even if a believer dies, you can raise the believer from the dead. Because the name of Jesus has jurisdiction in heaven. So you can say in the name of Jesus, we summon that person's spirit back into his body. Even if he's in heaven. If the person is in hell, we can... So are you following? The, the name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Look at verse 11. He says, and that what? Every tongue she what? Confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we have seen the extent of his authority. The authority of Jesus covers everything created, seen and unseen. Amen. Everything created, seen and unseen, is under the authority of Jesus. Because as the scripture says in Colossians, all things were made by him and for him. And without him was not what? Anything made that was made. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So... God, look at it. The Bible says, God highly exalted Jesus. Look at verse 9. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him. Now, you need to understand the language of scripture in, in that when he says God had highly exalted him, it means that Jesus was in a low place, right? For you to exalt someone to a high position, it means that he must have been where? In a low position. Are you following? Are you following? So let me show you. Ephesians 4. Because the exaltation of Jesus, all right, is referring to what happened by the power of the Spirit to Jesus when he was in the lowest of the low. Where was, when was Jesus in the lowest of the low? When he was where? When he was dead and his soul was where? In hell. Correct? Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? Now let's see that. Ephesians chapter 4. Now look at in verse 8. It says, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high. Now, the ascending up on high is the exaltation. He said, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. That's nine. Everybody want to go. He said, He that what? Now, he that what? Ascended. Was it but that he also what? Descended first into what? The lower parts of the earth. He said, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above what? Heavens that he might fill all things. So that means the exaltation of Jesus was God raising Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the resurrection and the ascension. Glory to God. Say with me the exaltation of Jesus. Is the resurrection from the dead and the ascension into heaven. That is the exaltation. Hallelujah. Look at it. Paul, sorry, no, Peter, quoting the Psalms, speaks of this in Psalm 2. So in Acts 2, where it says, Thou will not leave my soul in hell. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting blessed? Hallelujah. Look at Acts 2.23. Listen. It says, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked, wicked hands have crucified and slain. 24. Everybody read. It says what? Whom God had what? Raised up. Having what? Lose the pains of what? Death. Because it was not possible that he should be what? Holding of it. 25. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord. Always before my face. For it's on my what? Right hand that I should not be what? Moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh. This is Jesus speaking. Through the psalmist. Because this is a messianic psalm. So it says my flesh shall what? Rest in hope. So when he says my flesh shall rest in hope. He's talking about when Jesus was dead and put in the grave in the tomb. 
So he says, my flesh shall rest in hope. Why is my flesh resting in hope? Look at what he says. Next verse. Everybody read one, two. Go. He says, because thou wilt not leave my what? Soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see what? So that means you will not allow my body to decay. Aya, glory to God. Listen, God is so intentional. So intentional. Do you know that the body of Jesus wasn't embalmed? How many of you know the body of Jesus was not embalmed? Now, if you understand Jewish culture, you know so that they embalm their body so that their body, you know, it won't decay fast. You understand? Because they believe in the resurrection. So they would embalm the body. All right. But it was on the third day that the Mary and you know Mary and all those women were going there with they were going to the perfumes and the things to embalm his body because they heard Jesus say we rise, but they didn't really believe it. Hallelujah. But Jesus, all right, through the psalmist, has said, Thou will not leave my soul where in hell, neither will you allow my body to corrupt. You will not allow my body to decay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder the Bible says that his bones were not broken. His bones were not broken. Because he was going to rise from the dead. Amen. So the exaltation of Jesus points to the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. Now look at where Jesus is sitting. Let us look at his office. Amen. Because many times when you say in the name of Jesus, it, you, there is something you are saying and you need to understand it. When you say, Satan, I come against you in the name of Jesus, what do you mean? What do you mean? We are going to pray today. And we are going to say, devil, in the name of Jesus. What do we mean when you say, in the name of Jesus? Because there are many people that call Jesus, Jesus, and don't get results because they don't understand what they are doing. They don't understand what they are saying. They don't understand it. Hallelujah. You want to eat? I cover this food with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The only name, you know, blood of Jesus. When they want to cut cake for birthday. Oh yeah, let's cut the cake. Oh yeah, say J, J, E, S, U, S. Jesus. The name of Jesus is not for cutting cake. Hallelujah. It's bigger than cake cutting instruments. Cake. No, sir. Bigger than that. Then you say, I cover this food with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is not called for covering your food. The blood of Jesus is for the forgiveness of your sin. Why are you bringing blood to cover food? Hallelujah. So, you, I mean, if you have noticed this thing, when we say I cover my food with the blood of Jesus, we imagine some red stuff over the food, right? I mean, if you understand what I'm saying? We imagine some red coming like a black currant or a red currant coming over the food and covering it so that if there's any charm inside, it will die. But, you know, God is merciful. God knows what you are trying to say. Praise the Lord. You know, you are driving. I remember there was a time when we were playing, then we hit a, a turbulence. People were shouting, blood of Jesus. And I was like, oh my God, not this again. Because if this, I mean, if it was depending on these guys, man, we're going to die. Amen. Praise God. Blood of Jesus. Blood, for, for what? You, amen. The blood of Jesus is for every single time you see blood in scripture. The blood of Jesus is for the remission of sin. Ephesians 1. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the what? Forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1, 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the what? Forgiveness of sins. Amen. Amen. So when you, you look at, in, in Exodus, all right, where he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Do you know what that means? The blood that was applied on the lintel, the doorpost of the Jews, right? What that blood did was that it covered their sins. So the angel of death, because the Bible says the wages of sin is what? The wages of sin is what? But the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Christ Jesus. So when the angel of death came to the house of the Jews, because their sins were covered under the blood, death could not touch them. Are you following? But when they now went to the place of the Egyptians, there was no blood, so death could touch them. So the law, wages of sin is death, applied only to those whose, blood, whose sins were not what? Covered. It's the same thing that is going to happen at the last day. Only those whose sins have not been forgiven, who did not receive the forgiveness of sins, will go to hell. But if you say, Jesus, I accept you, 
Jesus, I believe you. Cleanse me with your blood. Wash me of all my sins. When you stand before God, not guilty. Hallelujah. How many of you have been declared not guilty here? If you have, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. By the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, where is Jesus sitting? Because we're going to pray in a few minutes. And when you say in the name of Jesus, I want you to know what you're saying. And I want you to understand why that devil has to leave. Amen. If you are in a, from a home where you are currently under some person who is, you know, doing some diabolic stuff. I always laugh at folks. I have a friend. All right. Is he a friend now? We we went to the same school. Every time I post on Facebook and I talk about the angels and I talk about demonic streets and all of that. All right. He will come and laugh and say, we are in 2021, we are still talking about demonic spirit. In some intellectual folks' mind, they feel that because the more you advance in technology, the more you should know that all these demonic spirits, they don't exist. It's just, it's just Africa and the darkness and ignorance in Africa. I'm like, bro, I'm a medical doctor. You know that, right? Medical doctor. Medical doctor. All right? So I'm not someone that you say you didn't read book. I read book. I'm still reading book. Ayewa, man. Praise God. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Ayewa. Ah, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor that does chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I cast out devils. I've been doing food for like 20 years. Ayewa, man. Let me give you, tell you a story. You want to hear the story? Story, story. One day, I was... Because um, then when I used to run my hospitals, I used to have... I used to own hospitals. I sold controlling interest in them because I wanted to leave that business. So, but while I was running the hospital, I was, you know, a med- the chief medical director. We were doing a case, a surgery, right? And we were operating on this woman. So we finished operating on the woman. Everything was fine. Everything was cool, simple, nice. Baby came out. Baby was fine. No issues. Everybody was happy. All right? Everybody was happy. What we just noticed, three days later, all of a sudden, this baby started developing a fever. It's normal in some cases. Normal in some cases. You understand? But after you treat with certain things, the baby ought to get better. So, this baby had fever. All right. Then, before you know, by the fourth day, the eyes of the baby started turning yellow. And you know, there is mild jaundice, then there is severe jaundice. And this was looking like severe jaundice, you understand? In fact, I already determined that I was going to discharge them the next day and send them to um, lawsuits so that they would be put into an incubator. You know all those normal things? Because we are put on that phototherapy lamp. But I was looking, looking at that, I said, need to send. Then while I was in my office, sitting down there, the Lord said, get up, go to the word, pick that baby, cast out devils. I said, eh? So yeah. I said, no problem. So I went to the word. I told the mother, I said, Mother, please, can I carry your baby? Because you know I'm a doctor. I'm also a pastor. But in hospital, I'm doctor. I'm not pastor. Are you following? Uh-huh. Because people didn't come to the hospital to say, I want to see Pastor Femi. No, they came to see doctor. Amen. So I have to collect permission when I'm about to switch offices. Are you following? So I took the baby, went out. I didn't do it in front of her. I went out, carried the baby like this. One of the nurses was wondering what the pastor, um, doctor want to do. You know, some nurses would think that some doctors have some other... Are you following? So, they say, okay, what does he want to come and do? Maybe he wants to go and call something. No. Took the distance. And the presence of the nurse, I took the baby like this. And I began to speak to the baby. And I began to cast out devils. While I was casting out devils, I had a vision and had, I saw three women. They were tied in a red cloth. You understand? And they challenged me. They said, why do you want to deliver the, deliver the baby? We are the ones that want to take it. Because the woman that gave birth to the baby offended us. Apparently, what had happened was, there was this one. I didn't know all of these things until after. Are you following? What had happened was that the man that was her husband was an elderly man, like in his 60s. Okay? He was married to a woman and he only had children that were grown. All of a sudden, in his 60s, he now said he wanted to take another wife. <laughs> Are you following? He said he wanted to take another wife. 60 something year old man. Children are married. He's a grandpa and he wants to take another wife. So they said, eh, 
And he married the person. The woman opposed, opposed. Eh, you marry. Let us see. So they were saying the women, th that girl was the one that did something to. So well, she was just innocent, you know. And she went to fall inside trap. But you know now, we delivered the baby. You know, that's our own business. Hallelujah. So when they appeared and said, I said, in the name of Jesus, what I've said, I've said, let the baby go. Carry the baby, put the baby back in the mother's arm. That was the night. I said it was the night. By morning, I had pled. Baby was fine. 12 noon, baby went home. So you must understand this thing is no, you understand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You must understand the realm of the spirit. Then you must understand your authority. Praise the Lord. Authority. Now, where is the office of Jesus? Where is he seated? Look at Acts 2, 31. Everybody read Acts 2, 31. Are we, are we there? Amen. Now look at what he says. Are you ready? He says in 31, now, he says, he's seen this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither is let this corruption. 32, everybody read. He says what? This Jesus, had God raised us, raised up, whereof we all are what? Witnesses. Now, verse 33, he now says, therefore, being by the what? Right hand of God exalted. Now, the right hand of God is not the right hand side. Because, you know, many people think that when we talk about the right hand, you're thinking that he's talking about the right hand side. No, the right hand of God is metaphorical. It's an expression used to communicate a place of power. For example, Joseph was what? All right. The guy who was at the right hand of Pharaoh. How many of you have watched um, um, Game of Thrones, right? You watch Game of Thrones, right? How many of you understand? You're in the concept of the hand of the king. So the hand of the king is the guy that, all right, runs the kingdom. The only person above the hand of the king is who? The king. Praise God. So when he says Jesus is at the right hand of God, it means that Jesus is the one running things. So that means the office of Jesus is the office of God's right hand. Angels are submit to him. Devils are submit to him. Sickness and disease are what? Submit to him. Glory to God. So you not say, Pastor, ah, we thank God for Jesus. So it's like God has done Jesus well. Uh, how does that one come and concern me? Well, let me show you how it concerns you. Ephesians 2. Amen. I said, Amen. Ephesians 2. And look at what he says here. Hmm. Now, Paul, he says, but God, are you there? Ephesians 2, 4. He says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he what? He loved us. So he's trying to tell you that it is because God loves you so much that he has given you this privilege. So when we the way he loved us, he says, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, at what? Quickened us, what? Together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Everybody, verse 6, want to go. He says, and at what? Raised us up together and made us, what? Sit together in heavenly places in what? We just read Acts 2.33. Where did he say Jesus was seated? At God's right hand. And he says you are sitting where? With him. Alright? In Christ Jesus. So that means you are where Christ is. First John 4.17. As he is, so are we in this world. So if Jesus is at God's right hand, where are you? I didn't hear you. I said if Jesus is at God's right hand, where are you? Hey! You are at God's right hand. I'll show you one more. Ephesians 1. Listen, this church will teach the word here. Amen. All right. Look, look. Um, let me tell you what you expect because it's a new church plant. What should you expect by attending Oikea? Number one, expect to be sound in the word. Expect it. Sound. We don't come here to be bringing comedian to make you laugh. AY show, AY life is there. Praise the Lord. And I think AY is doing a good job. Praise the Lord. So, we, we, amen. So, you won't hear comedy, all right? We can't, no, you won't see it. This church, no. 
except I've been raptured. Amen. If I've been raptured, we all would have been raptured. Hallelujah. So you won't say, hey, we're alive. No, no. Inside church. No. We don't do that one. I know we're in Lekki. It's popular here. But this church, you won't see it. Praise God. We are not desperate for members like that. Amen. If you come to this church, you will know the word. Number two, come to this church, you will know how to pray. There is praying for souls. But I will teach you how to pray. Like, pray and see results. Pray. As in, pray to the point. You will see things nobody else has seen in your family. Then you will now teach your family how to pray. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. There is a way to pray. Prayer is not just religion. We have come. No. There's a way to pray. There is an intelligence necessary to pray. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Where did I say it should open? Ephesians 1. Glory to God. Now, look at from verse 17. Notice. Say aloud, I'm seated with Christ. At God's right hand. I belong in the office of God's right hand. So, when they ask you next time, where do you walk? Oh, ah, hey, hey, at God's right hand, oh, that's where I walk. Where do you live? At God's right hand. That's where I live, oh. Praise the Lord. That's where I operate from. Glory to God. So, you talk. So, listen. When you say, in the name of Jesus, what you are saying is actual, actually, in the name of the office of the right hand of God. Hallelujah. You are saying, in the name of the authority that is above all other authority. Amen. So when you come in the name of Jesus, all other will have to give way. Hallelujah. If it's a devil, he has to give way. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, angels have to bring it to pass. Why? Because they are under the authority of God's right hand. Hallelujah. So when you come against them, I always watch all these movies when a person is casting out a devil. Come out in Jesus' name. And the, the devil, the devil is still drinking water. And do like this. <laughs> you want to cast me out? That's film. Amen. That is what? Film. Most times, the person doing the casting does not know what they are doing. I didn't come there in my name. Praise God. It's like when somebody says, I, I came from the presidency. Will you say, when you hear presidency, you say, what did I do? You don't know what you're going to ask. Why? Because you know it's serious, right? You understand? Or somebody comes to your house and says, by, by virtue of the injunction of the Lagos High Court, you need to ev evacuate this place. You know first, you will first evacuate. Then call lawyer, let's go and discuss at the court. Do you know why? You recognize what? The authority. Authority does not negotiate. Are you following? Authority doesn't negotiate. Well, who are you negotiating with? I said I came in the name of Jesus and you want us to negotiate. Who are you? What's your name? What did you eat? Who, are you? who has time for that rubbish? Get out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. You have a dream. Someone appears to you and says, I will kill you. Talk from your dream back. Talk back. Don't wake up and say, <laughs> well, what are you <laughs> for? The person talk their own, you talk your own. And sometimes, it's witch. Witch. Do you know where witch is? Do you know where witch is? See, if you understand demoniacal structure, a witch most times relates with the principality. The principality is the lowest in demon hierarchy. That's where witch interacts with. Wicked, you know, so witches are just wicked. They don't have sense. They're just wicked. You understand? So if someone does something against them, they just want to do that person bad. It's just no intelligence, no... It's just wickedness. They just want to be wicked. And that's the person that threatens you in your fridge. Glory to God. Amen. If a witch threatens me with, with, with death, I will threaten them back. I will say, but you see, you can't kill me, but I can kill you. If I don't kill you, it's mercy of God. Can kill you, then I will go and answer a question from God, why I killed you. I didn't show you mercy because I'm, I'm, in, the new, I'm in the kingdom of life. <laughs> so don't touch me anyhow because I'm very serious. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Let's leave that side. 
Shout out. I'm born from above. Say it, I'm born from above. No weapon fashioned against me can prosper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say that I have overcome the walls. I have overcome the walls. I have overcome the walls. I have overcome. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am winning every day. I'm going higher every day. No force can stop me. No force can stop me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am seated. Far above. Far above. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Sing it as a song. Dance to the lyrics. Amen. If there is nobody that has sang a song about your, your, your office, sing it yourself. Glory to God. Amen. Look at Ephesians of the one. Verse 17. Everybody read. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus, Paul is praying for us. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him. 18. The eyes of your understanding being what? Enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance were in the saints. 19. He said, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, world, who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. 20. He says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So, the power at work in you is the power that raised up Jesus from the dead. If you want to know what you can do, look at the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Amen? I said, if you want to know what you can do, look at the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. In the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, Jesus defeated the devil. Jesus defeated sin. Jesus defeated death. Jesus defeated hell. All of the forces of darkness were embarrassed, disgraced by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So if they lost then, they've lost. Hallelujah. I said they've lost. So there is no new force. All of them, Jesus gathered them together and defeated them. Glory to God. So I can, so Jesus did this so I can boast like this. Hallelujah. So if somebody comes against me, all I have to do is speak the resurrected language. Makada kubaya. Rakatando sepakadila kuba. Zisekrando sambasindrahanda. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have overcome the world. And this is my victory. Hallelujah. My faith in Christ. Now look at, continue. What does he say? Next verse, quickly. Let's read. As we are praying to pray. Amen. Now notice, in 20 he says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him where? At his own right hand. In the what? Heavenly places. Now 21, read. He says what? Far above. Everybody say far above. Everybody say far above. Everybody say far above. So that means principalities and powers, they are here. Where are you? You are here. They don't have visa to get to where you are. They cannot buy the tickets to get to where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Far above. Far above means that in a different dimension. You are not in, you don't live in the same vicinity. Stop being devil conscious. Glory to God. Stop being devil conscious. You see, there are different dimensions of thinking in the God life. You can go to your office and you are afraid that somebody put a sham on the chair and you're saying ah i don't want to sit on the charm praise god so that i don't get hurt is that correct so when um you, you say oh the lord told me not to sit down there change the chair then you come and give testimony in church oh the battle has been you understand that's one level there's another level where the lord will tell you the, there's a charm in that chair sit on it glory to god amen sit on it let us test powers. Which one is greater? Hallelujah. You will now find out that the power that is at work in me is resurrection power. It will displace whatever is in that charm. What is in charm? Is it not something that is imbued by a demonic spirit? Amen. Amen. And I have authority over demonic spirits. Somebody wears a chain and he says it's something there. You shake him and hold it for some seconds. Glory to God. Just say, how are you doing, sir? Man, God bless you. Then you shake it, then you, ro you rub that chain. You understand? Kole, you understand? Nothing. You understand what I'm saying? 
Don't check. Don't, don't, beggarly. I beggarly, cowardly Christian. Ah, don't touch me if you ring. Go. They, they, said, they said what? Glory to God. Say out loud, I know who I am. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The power of God is at work in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let us round up. Amen. Look at what he says. He says what? He says, far above all principality and power, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Now, 22, everybody read. He says what? And had put all things under what? His feet. And what? This is where we are going. And gave him to be the head over all things toward the church. So, if our head, Jesus, alright, listen, notice, he said that Jesus, that God has put all things under whose feet? Huh? Huh? Under his feet. But Jesus is the head. And we have what? His body. Where is the feet? I said, where is the feet? Where is the feet? Is the feet in the head? Is your feet in your head? The feet is in your body. Is that correct? Is that correct? So when he says he has put all things under his feet, it means that by extension, if God put all things under Jesus, under the feet of Jesus, and we are the body of Jesus, and we are his feet, it means God put all things under our feet. So the part of Jesus that exercises authority is not the head. It is his feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your man and say, do not limit Jesus. Listen, Jesus is going to go as far as you go. Because you are his feet. Hallelujah. You are his feet. You are what? His feet. So, why are you giving the devil room in your life? Why are you allowing Satan to run riot in a territory close to you? Hallelujah. Why is there some unsaved person close to you? Why is there some walk of darkness close to you? You are God's feet. You are the body of Christ. And God has put all things under his feet. Under his feet. So he's mandating you and I to go. And exercise authority wherever you are. Don't do it out of fear. You should not be afraid. Fear is a symptom of ignorance. You are only ignorant about what you are only fearful about what you are ignorant of. The moment you have knowledge, fear disappears. Hallelujah. The ignorant man, when he sees a gun, is afraid of it. But the trained and the knowledgeable man will take it, cock it, remove everything, put it understand. Why? He has knowledge. Hallelujah. All right. An ignorant man, when he sees an electrical wire, all right, like me. Praise God. If there's anything I'm careful around, it's electrical wire. How many of you are, are like me? You don't like get, to get shocked. You know, I tell you something, I've been shocked like a few times. It's not cool. Glory to God. I don't like being shocked. Grace God. So whenever I see wire, I look around it, then I get sometimes, you know how bad it is sometimes? I want to do something that involves holding a wire. I would take, you know this stuff we used to turn about? It's wood. Yes, I just take that wood and I just, you know, move it. That yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching no wire, praise God. No, no. Someone says you wear a glove. Nah, I'm not doing that. Amen. I wear a glove and still use the wood. <laughs> praise God. But the guy, you call the electrician. The electrician comes and he will handle the wire. Do you know why? Knowledge. So what knowledge does is it drives out what fear. So that's why spiritual growth is a growth in knowledge. And the more you know, the less you are afraid. Amen. Do you know that the more you know about death, the more, less you fear it? Most people who are afraid of death do not know where they are going. The more a Christian is aware of where he's going after death, he refuses to fear death. He faces death with confidence. Praise God. He faces death with assurance because he knows where he's going. Hallelujah. Listen to me. If you have any iota of fear concerning the devil, you don't have enough knowledge about who you are. And you don't have enough knowledge about the defeats the devil has tasted. 
This is why the devil is the number one sponsor of ignorance. Because he knows that in you being ignorant on who you are and what the name of Jesus affords you, that is where his victory will lie. Because he has been totally defeated. He has been totally disgraced. He has been totally embarrassed by the cross of Jesus Christ. By the death, burial, and resurrection. And by the giving of the Spirit of God that lives on your inside. The more you rise with the knowledge and understanding of who you are and exercise the same, the devil will never sleep in peace in your house. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we are going to pray. Praise the Lord. We are going to pray. First of all, I just want you to thank God. Amen. Thank God. I, can't, I couldn't finish my sermon, but just thank God. Just say, Father, thank you for the authority you have given me. Open your mouth and begin to declare. Father, I thank you for the authority that you have given me. Thank you for the authority in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just open your mouth and begin to thank him. Open your mouth loudly and begin to thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Open your mouth and pray. Mindeli bakus la baba Bilaka sakata baba bahaya Marani kupra asika dara puriso Pura makasa Open your mouth and pray Miko da beyantu kababa bahaya Rada baba kukredi de gosibra akades Ilabakus pra andilaya Father we thank you Mombra akti de bosati Rada dada bakata kababa baba Supra dige supra in Jesus' name. Now we're going to pray right now. We're going to use our authority against. Declare and say, I declare that I am seated in Christ. Far above all devils. I trample on the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to declare that in the name of Jesus. I declare that I'm seated in Christ far above all devils. I trample on the enemy in the name of Jesus. The enemy is not your cousin. The enemy is not your relative. The enemy is the devil. Open your mouth and talk. Open your mouth and pray. Mommy, pray. Brothers, pray. Sisters, pray. I trample on the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lera baba kotere ba supe radile baragada baba 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 bashia. Ligorambe kasakila baba ha. Open your mouth and pray, 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 pray. In the name of Jesus, I trample on the enemy. I take authority. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare good things come my way. In the name of Jesus, even now in Jesus' name. 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 Mora bashata kabababababahaya. Nimanko pare pataya malaka dabashita. If you have a pain in your leg, if you have a pain any part of your body, you are healed in the name of Jesus. I command the pain to go, even in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command the pain to go, even in the name of Jesus. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your bones. Be healed in your blood. In the name of Jesus. This is the kind of prayer you pace around. You are, you are giving decrees. Hallelujah. You are giving decrees. You are shooting forth authority. You are talking in the name of Jesus. Spiritual warfare is waging war with words. With words. 
Adi babaye. Adi babaye. Lagombra hagadabaye. Randa gadabagadagadabashata. Elamago rabagadibasubababasata. Kongro doboshata. Hallelujah. Listen. Some of us, by virtue of birth, natural birth, you have certain limitations. Limitations because of who your father knows, who doesn't know, and stuff like that. But you see, in Christ, there are no limitations. I hear what I'm saying? There are no limitations. So right now, we're going to pray. We're going to say, I come against any opposition. Right now, I silence them. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Any voice of accusation. Any voice that stands as Satan against God's plan for my life, against me, against my family, against my ministry, I silence now. Keep on this, pray. Open your mouth, pray. Silence in the name of Jesus. Only God's word prevails in my life. Silence in the name of Jesus. Only God's word prevails in my life. Ladia Bagoroboshi, Ragada Bako Rodo Boribaha, Eribakata Kabahaya, Elebokoto Koboshia Bababahaya, Nom Rodo Goboria, Elegotrodo Boshete. Every limitation is destroyed. Every limitation is removed. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Elebokoto Koboshia Bababahaya, Bahaya. Everybody Basuya. Every voice of the accuser is silenced now. In the name of Jesus. So Kadababash. Onda la baba sonno do boshia e no moromokotoria e kuria mama mama suta e kuria mama shia e kuria makata kabaleko bahoi barabashita la nama mama mama saya by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, ina nama kotele baba 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 sike de boshata ne mondere bosoto e de bekesi kababa baba haya mendere baba basukata nea. Hey, Barama Mama Sokoli Basia Baba Baba Haya Balakata Kababa Baba Basikara Baba Basia Irata Tata Tabaro Boko Togobori Bakata Labahaya Rama Mosepra de Gabahaya Ebolo Mokosobro Ondere Basata Bafashia Lebron Dokobori Basata Bahaya Eleboko Togobori Basoke de Bushata Bandara Bahaya In Jesus' name, we are still praying. Stay with me. By resurrection power, I breathe life into any area of my life that is dying. Open your mouth and begin to pray. By resurrection power, by resurrection power, life. You have been in one position at the office for three years. Life! Stuck on the same pay grade. Life! Not being able to get help, to get into school. Resurrection power brings life! Paramakadabashia. Bandaramamama Sokotoreye. Garie Kotos, Garie Kotos, Garie Kotos, Garie Kotos, Bombo Kariasaha. Life! Bora Mamasia, Barababako Prodosi, Ebenemeno Korehi, Arigaba, Ariga de Bako, Ariga de Gabo Diasa. Life, life. In the name of our Lords.
Lanimosi Prahaya. Life in my business. Life in my career. Life in my marriage. Life, 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 life. Paramagodo Boya. Resurrection life. Resurrection power. Odi Amakashata. Lemon Brahasi Prahandaria. Hallelujah. Lastly, everybody stand up. Some of you, it's been a long time you testified. It's been a long time something good happened in your life. Long time you had something that made you leap for joy. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. Amen. You say, in the name of Jesus, I call for goodness into my life now. Goodness into my life now. I call it forth now in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Goodness, good news. In my career, in my finances, I call it forth now. The fund for that car, receive it. The fund for the rent, receive it. The fund for that trip, receive it. The fund for that business, receive it. In the name of Jesus. 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 Korabakatonde kanderebando gobradagash. Rakatababawariakusi. Seven days of goodness. Seven days of miracles. Seven days of breakthroughs. Seven days of mercy. Supernatural favor. Pray, open your mouth and pray. Ligombra hada. Rambi kata kata kapaka taka toko bori baba bahaya. Rakandele bebe debe debe su. Erie bege dege ba ire bege debe bogodo bori bosi. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.